On this episode of The Trillist, we have... Um, they brought in professional actors to read a part of our play, which was really incredible to get to see the work that you like did for an entire semester come to life. Read so many amazing books, and it's just, you get really connected with your other classmates. Aim is basically to try to use marketing techniques to like either educate them or inform them. From the moment I set foot in that classroom, I was fascinated every single time with a different piece of history. We got to go to Paris and we got to actually meet a lot of the people whose survival stories we studied. For more chill content, follow the Trillis Instagram at T H E T R I L L E S T underscore podcast. And check out Sia's Insta at L I N D A L E B B I E. And if you like this video, and I know you do, just admit it, please rate our podcast. It will help us with reaching more people and also share it with your friends, your family, your loved ones. Just share it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of The Trillist. On today's episode, I have some awesome undergrads. We have Logan. Hi, everyone. Alex. Hi. Amy. Hey, everyone. Olivia. Hi. And Kareen. Hi. So each of you are awesome. I have met you through various classes and uh, or living together in the dorms and so on. And you are involved in different schools as well. We have a Wharton Knight among us. So could each of you please briefly tell us what school you're in and what you're majoring in or minoring in? So I am a history and anthropology major, um, and I have a minor in Latin American and Latino studies. I'm in College of Arts and Sciences studying psychology. I'm in Wharton studying statistics, minoring in econ and data science. I'm in the college, I'm double majoring in communications and gender studies with a minor in consumer psychology. I'm uh, in international relations and French and Francophone studies, double major in the college. Exciting. So all of you are majoring in like a variety of fields, but would you each say that whatever you're majoring in, whether that be having your minor in data statistics or majoring in anthropology, psychology, or communication and gender studies, would you say that you need to be up to date on what is happening both 
domestically and internationally in terms of news, economic trends, and the like? Yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Relevant events are really important. Yeah, no, I feel like we all need to be up to date in the news regardless of our majors. Awesome. Lucky for you and our tantalizing, sophisticated, amazing listeners. The Trillist is sponsored by The Economist. We have a special link in our description box that allows our amazing listeners and anyone that you share the link with to get a discounted Economist subscription for just $19 for 12 weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, that is an amazing discount, an amazing price for news that is reputable all over the world. The Economist is such an amazing publication. I have been subscribed since I was a freshman, and I've been using the knowledge that I've read and listened to through The Economist and all of my classes, and I think it helps me be a more informed student, and I hope all of you get your life use our link in the description again it's in our description box and happy reading today's episode this is going to help everyone who is wondering what class should i take next semester what should i do yada 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 from the underclassmen to the upperclassmen this episode is going to help you because we are each going to share about a class that we have taken and that we have loved and we believe everyone should take before they graduate from Penn. So to start, can each of you please tell us what class you are representing? If you remember the number, can you say like the department with the number along with the name of the course, please? So I don't remember the number, but I took advanced playwriting with Professor Goldfinger. And I apologize, I do not remember the number either, but I took Existential Despair with Justin McDaniel, and it's in the Religious Studies Department. I took Marketing to, I think it's 266 or 226 with Professor Deborah Small. I took Intro to Queer Studies, and the code is GSWS003 with Professor Jonathan Katz. I'm representing a class that I took, a global seminar. I took it my sophomore fall. I'm currently... Um, in my junior spring, and it's officially called History, Memory, Culture, Um, but that title doesn't really represent everything that it actually is. It's a class um, on the German occupation of France during World War II and the Holocaust in France, Um, and it's essentially a mix of a language class, a history class, as well as a digital humanities class. And I took Gender, Sexuality, and Religion which is in the Religious Studies and GSWS departments, cross-listed as 109, with Dr. Megan Robb. She is phenomenal. Love that class. Took it with Olivia and so glad I got to take it. So thank you each for sharing the classes you are representing. I want to know why you all love the class so much that you would come and be an unofficial ambassador for it. I've always loved writing plays, um, and advanced playwriting was a really incredible opportunity. Um, it w- included not only Penn students, but Penn faculty who also wanted to participate. And within the um, course of a semester, you wrote a whole play, 
Um, and in the class, we read each other's plays and we gave critiques. Um, and so it was really incredible to kind of get to work on something that was like so mo- momentous. Um, and at the very end of the semester, um, they brought in professional actors to read a part of our play, which was really incredible to get to see the work that you like did for an entire semester come to life. Um, that was a really incredible experience. Um, part of the course also included going to see um, three plays in the Philadelphia community. Um, I'd never really gotten into the theater scene here in Philly. So getting to see plays that like went from one play discussing the Simpsons as a religion to another play discussing gentrification in West Philadelphia was really incredible. Um, and I would definitely recommend, if not taking advanced playwriting, just taking intro to playwriting. Both of them are incredible opportunities. So for Existential Despair, just as a little bit of context, when I took it, it was 4.30 to midnight every Tuesday. So it's seven and a half hours. At the beginning of class, you give the professor your phone, so there's no technology, um, and you read a book cover to cover and discuss. And actually, I had heard about this class as a senior in high school, and remember, I I sent an email back to my mom. She sent me the course, and I was like, oh my goodness, I would never in a billion years take that, but haha, it looks cool. And here I am now telling you that you should take this course as well. I am not a huge reader, wouldn't call myself a huge reader, but read so many amazing books. And it's just, you get really connected with your other classmates. And there wasn't any other time where I was, I was up for seven and a half hours at once without technology, just focusing on one task. So it was a really, really unique course. And I feel like classes and experiences like this are the reason, the reason that I came to Penn. So that's a couple of the reasons why I really loved this course. For Marking 266, the the name is actually Marking for Social Impact. And our aim is basically to try to use marketing techniques that are, well, you know, usually used to just try to get people to buy products or think that products are necessary in their life to make them happy, but start using those techniques to like either educate them or inform them and um, get them to make good decisions, not only for themselves, but for um, the rest of society too. So whether that mean like trying to get people to cooperate better together in um, environmental efforts and being more environmentally safe or um, voting and being more politically informed or um, trying to like know when they're reading fake news or definitely like a lot of health decisions, like what they're eating and what they're putting in their body and also like um, yeah, various different things that just have to deal with like bettering society. And I think that's a very, very important thing for us to know in a business school. Um, it's not just about making corporations richer. I think we're really obligated to be using the, um, all the things we learn to really like make a concrete good difference in the world. And I love the fact that the Professor is so passionate about that and saying that marketing can be used in this kind of a framework to not just for like a for-profit, profit maximizing kind of framework. For Intro to Queer Studies, that's actually one of the basic classics that that you need to take before you declare a gender studies major. And a little backstory is that I was honestly dreading taking the class. I thought it was really interesting in concept, but it didn't seem like it was going to be great um, and I don't know, it was just a basic class that everybody had to take. And from the moment I set foot in that classroom, I was fascinated every single time with a different piece of history from 
the 20th century or even before about queerness that we, I honestly would have never heard of if I had not been in that class. Um, and also a huge reason why I love this class and I recommend it to everybody is because of the professor. Um, professor Jonathan Katz is incredible. It's I love him so much that I'm taking another class with him next semester because he just, the way he analyzes or critically looks at all of these historical events and why they haven't been talked about and what it actually meant for the queer movement is incredible. And I think anybody should be exposed to that. Well, there are a lot of reasons. I mean, obviously the travel component was amazing and I got to travel in January of 2020, right before the entire world um, shut down. So that felt like a privilege. Um, So we got to go to Paris and we got to actually meet a lot of the people whose survival stories we studied. Um, so that is really the most gratifying part. But again, you know, the there are so many things. I met some really amazing friends on the trip. The professor, Melanie Perron herself, is so fun and dynamic and is honestly one of the most beloved um, professors here at Penn and has been for years and years. Wow. Thank you all for sharing about like going to see plays that you never would have done without the class to seven hours without technology just reading that sounds awesome and I want to later ask like did you feel a pressure I know I'm a slow reader it takes me some time to process things could you finish the whole book in that amount of time and if people couldn't like what happened I want to know Alex sure that's a great question so um if you knew that you were a little bit of a slow reader, you could come in up to a half hour before, so coming out four and begin reading. The theme was loneliness and longing, and the books were handpicked, and we didn't know what they would be in advance, so there was no way to prep. We got handed the book at the beginning of class, but um, if you didn't finish, that was okay. There was one that was longer that um, most people didn't finish, and you could just finish at home after, but usually they were short enough um, that you know, in that, that big block, you were able to, you were able to finish it. I wish I took that class. I've heard good things about it and know another person who took it and loved it as well. And she is an engineering. So anyone can literally take this class. You totally should. It doesn't matter what school you're in. And then to what Amy talked about using marketing for social good is amazing. And we never think about how the tools that make capitalism so robust can be used to help. um, Honestly, though. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) thank you for sharing that. And I feel like everyone, that should be like a mandatory class if you're in Wharton and going into business because uh, it's not all about the money. It should be about what you do for society as well. And to Olivia talking about how queer theory has been it's not just a recent thing and it's interesting I went to a guest lecture this Thursday learning about queerness in ancient Greece and the professor started off saying how the idea of queerness is like a modern thing and how in ancient Greece they were just people who just liked what they liked and did what they did you know there wasn't a label on it so I'm sure you learned a lot about that in that class. So thank you for speaking about that. It's very important for people to know the histories of different movements. And I think that's valuable. So 
for me, in gender, sexuality, and religion, I've always been fascinated on gender rights and all over the world. When I was in high school, I was part of like National Honor Society. Freshman year, we did a screening of a movie called Girl Rising. Everyone should watch it. It was available on Netflix. I think it still is. If it's not available to stream, you can order it on DVD if people still have that. Um, but anyways, the movie's phenomenal and follows nine girls in several different developing countries in their fight for education. And so I've always been interested in how women's lives are in different countries. And the class, we just got to learn about what is going on with like Muslim women in India and how like Hinduism, the dominant religion, impacts like minority religions as well and how that intersects with uh, gender and sexuality. And the class is phenomenal. The professor, Dr. Rob, is a queen literally checked in on us about how like our mental health was doing, made class interesting. Our TA, uh, a queen as well, just being amazing. And I just love that class. And the students were just awesome. Like Olivia can attest to, we just had really amazing conversations and just spoke about our world. Oh my God, she was great. I If I could choose another class, I would choose hers because she was just such a good teacher. Just she just gave everything to us and she really loved her work. So it really felt like we were learning from somebody that cared deeply about her subject. Agreed. I could not say it in a better way. So moving on from that, I would like to ask you each to share how like the course workload was. I know Alex spoke a little bit about this, but you might want to add in like was there exams and so on? And then for everyone else, like even Logan, did you have tests? If so, like how were the tests? What were they like? Any big projects? Tell us the deets. In advanced playwriting, really our only assignments were to obviously write our play and to go see um, three other plays um, from a selected list and write reflections on them. Um, for the play itself, you were supposed to write around like 20 pages per class, and there was only one class a week. Um, and I found it to be really enjoyable. I mean, once you really get into a world that you're writing, I I found it hard almost to stop writing at a certain point. Um, some people changed what play they were writing halfway through. You didn't have to finish. It was more just getting some of your project out there. Um, and then the culmination was just a reading of it. Um, by professional actors so there was no exams um, really it was just kind of creating your own work and seeing some plays so not a super heavy workload similarly um, with existential despair we didn't have there were no no exams and actually there was no work outside of class right so it's kind of only it's about a very specific block um, that you're in class and you're focused and then nothing else outside of it um, in class, there were, which was actually very therapeutic, there were a couple of kind of written assignments that we did in a notebook that we brought in that we turned in kind of reflecting on the reading and they were all really emotional books. So the class definitely impacted my, my, my mood actually. But in terms of workload, it's just, um, there's no outside preparation or work at all, except for the, the hours that you're in the class. Yeah, I would say for marking for social impact, the workload is maybe... Um, just from what I'm used to, like maybe 
slightly less than moderate. So um, our work would basically be reading um, a case, I think, every one or two weeks about um, a nonprofit or some kind of government body trying to um, sway public opinion towards like, like, for example, trying to get a PSA about um, drug usage um, in high schools or um, elementary schools and seeing like the best way to put forth that message and get um, like really make sure the um, people who are listening to it retain the message. So then like proposing the question to us of like, how would you frame this kind of a message in the best way possible? So like we would have those kinds of really thought provoking um, and pretty socially relevant cases every week and study for an exam and um, a final project where we find an issue we are most passionate about and try to create a marketing um, campaign around it. For queer studies, um, like most classes in the humanities, there were always readings that we needed to do. Um, So for a a class, usually you would do three readings beforehand. Um, And I can't really speak to to how big the workload is on a regular semester because I unfortunately took this um, last spring. So it kind of got um, a little mixed up. So usually I think the class has two papers um, and a final. And um, the papers, I think they're not very long, six pages for for the first one at least. And the final was more thought-provoking questions that required you to look into your notes and think about it. And I think they did it on purpose as well because of the semester. Um, But I'd say it's manageable amount of work. The professor, Melanie Perron, um, she, (laughs) I'll just tell a quick story, but um, we had a really long and exhausting day in Paris one day. There was a metro strike at the time, so we couldn't really get around as easily as we wanted to in Paris. Um, and so we ended up doing a lot more walking than expected, which is fine. But, you know, when you're hangry and you're tired, all that good stuff. And so I I got to the point where I got so frustrated. I just needed to run over to a McDonald's nearby and get a cheeseburger. And so I did. And I was like, come back to the space we were all working in because we were still doing our projects. And I'm eating my burger and I'm like sobbing and she's patting my back and we're laughing. And it's like, she's the kind of person who would pat your back as you eat a cheeseburger because you're so hangry. Um, So um, she's a good person. She's also somebody who cares a lot about this history. And so in terms of workload, you know, there is an expectation that you're doing your readings and that you're caring about it. But in terms of exams and tangible assignments, it's pretty light, which is what I really enjoyed about the class because it was more about digesting this material and doing the material justice rather than, oh, you must memorize every single um, date I give you. Awesome. Thank you all for sharing. For gender, sexuality, and religion, we had two papers that were about, I think, eight or seven and like 10 pages. And regarding a specific issue that we had spoken about. Uh, Well, for the first paper, it was about uh, the divorce ban on triple talaq, which happened, which was banned by the Indian Supreme Court, I believe, in 2016 or 2017, uh, saying that Muslim 
men could not divorce their wives by saying talak, talak, talak three times. And that was interesting and like arguing about whether that is good or bad and the implications for that ban. So really fascinating paper. And then the second paper, uh, our final, we got to basically study what we wanted to study. And I wrote a paper on prostitution in the Christo-Judaic Bible. And I spoke about Rahab and Mary Magdalene and what it means for prostitution in this arc of saving grace. So that was a super exciting paper to write. And then we also had like weekly quizzes of like four questions, multiple choice that you can take several times to get a hundred on <laughs> um, just so that she can know like what we were taking in and understanding. And that was really cool. And like towards the end of the class, she stopped that. So we had reading assignments on perusal where we were split up in different reading groups and got to comment on each other's comments. And that was really cool. It did take time, but the readings were all like fascinating and not super long. And it's cool just talking to your classmates back and forth about what's going on. But time consuming a little bit, yes, but interesting nonetheless. So that's what I will say about that. And our last question for today is, how would you describe the class you're representing with three adjectives, whatever adjectives you would like? Thought-provoking, creative, and engaging. One of a kind. That's going to be my one word, impactful and memorable. First word would be like unconventional or something against the grain, like for, um, in comparison to the vast majority of Wharton classes, like, I think it's purpose, it's the tone, like, the attitudes and values kind of, like, brought into the class, like, are very refreshing and different. I would also say um, useful, like, the way Professor Small has taught and really made everything very hands-on, um, as at least as hands-on as possible and also brought in various like distinguished guest speakers from different nonprofits um, and other, yeah, just that it just made me remember this experience even like two years after taking this class and maybe even like parts of um, her PowerPoint and everything. Like, I don't know. I just remember everything very well. Maybe that's why she's a marketing professor. And then um, finally I would actually say cynical and let me explain that. It's because um, I feel like in the class you learn a lot about how irrational people can be. And like, yeah, you learn about heuristics a lot in um, any marketing class, but kind of seeing how like sometimes people don't always make the best decisions for themselves is the, is kind of the truth. Like, especially in respect to like political things or also with like health decisions or things that have to have like an immediate um, effect where like you make a decision that's the best in the short term but not in the long term like we just have to be cognizant the entire time of like everyone's different um pitfalls when like our extent of the human condition when we're decision making I would also have to go with two words that were already said I think one of the things that stood out about this class was how unconventional the history is um, and how you really would never hear about most of these things if you don't go to this class. Um, I would also say it's thought-provoking because you think about your place in society and 
um, your part in these movements and how your perspective may change based on who you are. Um, but more than anything, I think this class was surprising in that every time I sat down and I heard the professor speak about a different part of this movement, I was shocked. I was surprised. I never had imagined that something um, like that had happened or I had never heard about any of these things before and I was always surprised at the outcome and also surprised at how he um, made it feel so relevant still today um, to the movement even if it happened in the 1900s or um, even late 1800s. Caring, dynamic, meaningful. I mean dynamic in the sense that We did a lot of things in terms of learning the history, reading literature, as well as doing like virtual maps and learning how to film with 360 degree cameras. So I say dynamic because we were really jumping all over the place. And I know interdisciplinary is such a buzzword, but um, in this case, at least, it it really was true to that. Uh, We we jumped around a lot. So that's why I say dynamic. Um, Important or, or meaningful in the sense that you know, Holocaust survivors are not going to be around for very long. We are one of the last generations that will get to meet and remember the stories of Holocaust survivors from their own mouths. Um, And for me, it felt like we were like custodians of history. Not to sound all self-important, but, you know, this work is important to the people whose lives were lost as well as to the people who survived it. And so that's why I say meaningful. And then caring in the sense that we became this wonderful community, mostly of women. <laughs> I think there was one one guy in the class. Everybody else was a, was a woman. And so we were just this strong group of, of just like women who cared about each other and who cared about the history and who cared about the survivors who we ended up forming personal relationships with. You know, we got letters from them. We hugged them. They called us parts of their family, invited us into their home. So that's why I say caring. Awesome. I would say empowering, global, and intersectional are my three adjectives. This class took us all throughout the world to many main religions, both monotheistic and polytheistic religions. And we got to learn about how gender and sexuality affects women and the plethora of ways that it does, women and men. So very intersectional. Talk about economics, feminism, all of that good stuff, the several different types of feminism. And I just love the course. So thank you all for coming on today and sharing with us these wonderful cool classes i really hope it helps all of you listeners in this course selection period and i wish everyone peace and love if you could please rate and leave a comment on this podcast that would be great it would help us be more easily identifiable on itunes and so on and grow our listenership and tell your friends thank you for more chill content, visit the Trillis underscore podcast on Instagram 
T-H-E-T-R-I-L-L-E-S-T underscore podcast. And also visit Sia's Instagram at L-I-N-D-A-L-E-B-B-I-E. Thank you.